Greetings, Earthlings. This is Ash Kemeny, and you are listening to the Let's Talk Rock podcast. everyone here we are again this is the second podcast this week i am just on a roll i guess um no actually i just had a few days off in a row and i thought let's make the best of it let's just try and get these ones out um i'm again very sorry that i was like overdue a week in releasing a podcast episode but um as i said in the last um it's just been crazy busy with work and personal life stuff. Other than that, everything's just peachy. Um, let's hop right in. So somebody suggested a while ago on Instagram, because I asked for some suggestions on what to talk about on this podcast, and I got a huge, huge, huge amount of messages, uh, which was awesome, because that gives me so much, um, so much to work with here. Um, but somebody said that I should share my story, and I remember doing an IG live, um, what, like two Mondays ago now, uh, about that, and, uh, yeah, it was really awkward. I'm not, like, the, the IG live thing is really weird for me, but, um, I, I talked quite a bit about that, um, and thought, ah, I will touch a little more on it on the podcast, because I can talk longer and not feel awkward, uh, just talking into a camera, and yeah, anyway, we're gonna talk about my story, I guess, um, what got me into music, um, you know, what, what got me into wanting to be a musician, and quite honestly, I mean, yeah, the very first episode, I got into rock and roll when I was in the womb, and ever since then, I've been super passionate about rock and roll. Um, my mom played a lot of Shania Twain when I was a kid. And so I knew every song, like, <laughs> it was, <sighs> I memorized every single song. And I made my own little dances to it. And I remember singing to it all the time and getting caught singing and being kind of shy and pulling away. Um... I had a babysitter when I was like seven or yeah, maybe six or seven. I don't know. It's a long time ago, but I was around like six or seven. My babysitter was in theater and she had to have been like 13 or 14 when she was like babysitting me quite frequently. And um, she was a wonderful singer. She sang very, very well. Um, Her acting was great. She was just, you know, like what every theater would need really is a triple threat and she had it all all together and uh, she would sing all the time and I was like oh you know I kind of want to sing too and um I don't know what kind of made me start but I got into singing through her and I kind of thought like I really like this and I feel like I can sing really well I think I can do it and I just kept singing and singing and singing And then, you know, I was writing songs. I was writing my own little songs. And um, eventually, Avril Lavigne came into the mix. And everybody who was born in the 90s 
Um, most likely loved Avril Lavigne. Um, I just loved how unique she was. And I loved her voice, don't get me wrong. Loved her voice, loved her music altogether. She was a beautiful woman, but she was all about her music. It wasn't about her appearance or, um, you know, she wasn't about to become some sort of sellout, you know, at the age of 15 or 16, right, when she became famous. So I really admired her for authenticity and uh, it just kind of goes to show like how much I haven't really changed since I've grown up because I'm all about that, all about authenticity. Anyways, Avril Lavigne's a totally other subject, but uh, that was kind of the the start to it. And, you know, I became a crazy fan and sang all of her songs, learned them all, recorded them all. Um, I trained myself to sing. And I'm not saying I am a wonderful singer and I'm the greatest and, you know, I am pitch perfect because, you know what? No, dude, I'm not. I am by far. Um... I do like to say, though, I can carry a tune in a bucket, so that that's safe to say. Um, but I remember just over the years really pushing myself, pushing myself to sing, to be the best. And I got, like, so many um, other singers, you know, being thrown into my into my walk of life just to, just to challenge me, right? And I was just like... I have to be the best. I have to be the best. And then I look back now and I was like, Ashley, no, you were just being tested. You needed to just, you know, be supportive and just be a team player. <laughs> I was just young and I was like, I want to be famous and I want it all. And I want to be a rock and roll star. Um, so I made that like my main, main focus. Uh, so anybody that I felt like threatened by or had gotten in my way, I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta do better. I gotta, I gotta get better at this. I gotta like, I have to master this. And um, eventually, I grew up and grew out of that. <laughs> um, but my first performance that I can remember was really in grade five. Um, I had a supply teacher who I found out loved Led Zeppelin and I was so stoked about it and him and I got along so so well that as a farewell gift I thought you know what I'm gonna sing for you and uh, so in grade five at the very end of the day I sang Avril Lavigne's complicated for him I said I just wanted to sing for you as this is your farewell uh, thank you being for so cool and you know good luck in the future and I sang for him and like it was it was really cool and I remember my teacher was like Ashley oh my god that's so awesome you're so good and um you know that really like got to me I was like wow like people actually think like I can sing that's great I'm not I'm not just you know singing to myself all the time wondering am I good or like am I really bad or like whatever um and then it just kind of like I just started rolling into it. Grade six, I did the same thing for a teacher. I paired up with one of my friends and we sang Dancing Queen for her. And in grade seven, I stepped up and I, I sang, I don't know what I sang in grade seven, but I, I did something. Oh, I did a talent show. I did a talent show in grade seven. And I sang an Avril Lavigne song. I sang Contagious. That was on her uh, The Best Damn Thing album. I was a huge Avril Lavigne fan for years. So, um, yeah, she comes up a lot in this... Um, but I remember doing that. I, I sang at the grade school talent show. There was a, there was a morning show and then there was a night show and the morning show, I was so nervous and I messed up a little bit. 
I recalled that in that moment in time, I should have sang a falsetto instead of a head voice. And I was so upset. And after, after I got off on stage, I went to the bathroom and I cried and I'm like, Ashley, you gotta be better than this. Like, this is such a disappointment. Like, why did you do that? Why did you just let yourself go like that? Like, you should have just like had more control. And I remember my, some of the girls that came in the bathroom, they're like, Ashley, no, it was so good. What are you talking about? Like, nothing happened. I'm like, I didn't mess up. They're like, no, we didn't hear anything. And, you know, uh, sometimes I would just get in my own head about things. I still do um, when it comes down to my singing. But, I mean, if it's something that you're passionate about, something that you want to be, like, so good at that you don't even have to freaking think about it, you're going to be somewhat of a perfectionist. It's just, like, I think that's just how it goes, right? You can, like, sing your cover, like, ten times before you can figure out which one sounds the best. And then you kind of come down to, like, all 10 of these are terrible, I need to make an 11th video and try this all over again. So the night show came, that's when my parents were gonna hear me sing for the first time, my mom and my stepdad. And I was a little nervous, cause they were like, are you okay? Like, oh, this is so exciting, I haven't heard you sing before. Um, and I was kinda like, uh, a little bit, yeah. I went up there and I felt so good, it was like, the first show was like, pfft, whatever, doesn't matter. The second show was awesome. I felt so confident. I sang my little heart out and I just, I had such a blast. And after I got off on stage, my parents looked at me and they're like, we had no idea you could sing like that. We didn't know you could like sing. We had no clue. And I was like 12 at the time. And that felt so good because there's there's honestly nothing more special than hearing your parents tell you that like they're just so proud of you and they are just completely blown away by by you and your gifts and just who you are. So that just made my night entirely and ever since then I just kept going and going and going pushing myself and uh you know, the chasing that music dream. That's what I wanted. I, um, again, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. I had an Avril Lavigne DVD. It was her My World DVD, and it was her tour. Um, I think it had some of her, I'm trying to remember if it was her My, if it was a My World tour, or if it was the Try to Shut Me Up tour. I think it was the Try to Shut Me Up tour. Anyway, it had, like, it had footage of her and her band performing live, like just touring all over the place. You know, it was showing the locations, her meeting and greeting the fans, them hanging out backstage, them hanging out in the free time that they had before they had to go to the next place. Um, interviews, them just kind of goofing around. Like it was honestly such motivation for me. And I would watch that at times when I was just feeling down and out and feeling like I would never be able to make it. And, um, it was just like such a refreshing thing. It was inspiration. And I remember like just thinking about that every time I had any doubt. I was like, remember when you watched that? How much faith you had in yourself? How confident you felt? How like ready you were to just take on the world and just be a rock star? Um, and that, that even to, to this day, I just, I think about it. No, I mean, I, I'm past the Avril Lavigne phase. I love my old Avril Lavigne stuff. I do. Um, but I've obviously grown out of it and into other, other things, other artists, but, um, it's just something so special when I think about how much I just loved her and how much I admired her for who she was, 
Um, and that being like the firecracker under my butt to get things going, even though I was far too young to even like get into the industry or have the, have the money to do something like that. Um, or so I had thought, but grade eight rolled around and, um, you know, I sang, I showcased my voice in every way possible. And then in high school, I sang at every talent show. I did not stop. I was like, no, I'm just going to sing, 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 whether people like it or not. I'm just going to keep doing it. And um, I even ended up being asked to sing at graduations, uh, singing the national anthem. And it's just it's just so cool to have that, um, that identity. Um, you know, Ashley Kemeny, oh yeah, she sings. She's the singer, right? She's the one who sang all the time. It's just, it's cool. It's cool to be... Uh, remembered in that way and honestly there's no other way I would have it Um, no other way I would want to have it I look back at those memories and just think about like how determined I was to just make it and I, I wanted to I so badly wanted to I wanted my name in the lights I wanted to tour I wanted to have that band to just goof around with and um, be funny and just just see everything, meet people, and just you know have that connection with people. That that has always been my thing. And I look at myself now as a fresh twenty six. Huh. Oh, <laughs> it's so weird to say that I'm twenty six now. This is so bizarre, but I look at myself now and I just think, you know, I don't need name in the lights. I don't need fame. I don't really care about Hollywood as much as I did when I was a kid. I just don't care. I, I love music. I will live and breathe music until the day I die. Um, it's just me. It's just who I am. Um, but I will not say no to somebody who would approach me and say, Ashley, I think you and your band Electric Halo are fantastic and I think you guys have a chance to really succeed here and I would like you to uh, come along with me. I'll take you under my wing and we will do some rock and roll business together. That would be cool. Um... And that, that's always been the dream, right? And I think that is for everybody, for every band, most bands anyways, um, to get signed by a label. But in my instance, like I, the more that I've thought about it, the more that I've taken time to learn things, I honestly have no interest in signing any labels with anybody. Um, whether that is in my future or not, I don't know, but I can't, I can't foresee myself signing with anybody. Um, if, if I, if I was going to, it would have to be, like, something that isn't big, like, Capital, right, um, or Sony. I'm not, um, I'm not really into that anymore. I used to be, I used to dream about getting, getting in with a record label now that I've just grown up and I've learned so much about the industry, especially through other musicians and other... Um, people that have worked in the music industry it does not interest me in the least um 
I think with the right people, um, even if it's very small, I think anything is possible. But I guess we're, we're kind of drifting off to a different thing. It's just that's how I personally feel about record labels. Um, I think it's a scary place. I think it's scary to sign your life away. Um, and uh, especially now that they're, they're doing that with young artists. Um, it's very scary. Like, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, like you can look at somebody, you can look at a kid, right, 18 years old, signing a document at a bank or something and they've got this full freaking piece of paper if not it's front to back they don't even bother reading it they just sign it and that's terrifying like think about signing on with a record label and not having like read the fine print um that's just scary to me it's really really scary to get yourself caught up in that sort of thing because i think that's how a lot of these artists really lose themselves and they get just so caught up in the web of it all, and it's a dangerous place. So, yeah, again, I just totally drifted off into that. It's just something I really care about. You know, I, I see a lot of young artists signing with, with labels, and they're so excited, and you know what? They, they deserve success. They do. They're so, they're gifted. They're talented in every way, shape, and form, but when, you know, I see them that they're signing on with somebody, especially the big guys, it's just scary. It's really scary and you know I can only like send love and light their way and hopes that they're not going to get screwed over or they're not going to lose themselves um, in all of that in, in the hype because that's really to me what what all of that is. Um, but I remember as a kid, I wanted that so bad. I was like, I just want to be taken under Arista. I want to work with the label that worked with Avril and blah, blah, blah. Um, and you know what? I think the best thing is to just do it yourself. Do it yourself. Build your own studio. Build your own bass. Make your own music. My father-in-law is building a studio right now. And, um, it's so exciting. Um, like I hear him talk about it and it's the sweetest thing because he's so passionate about music. He's such a talented musician. My brother-in-law is also a musician. My sister-in-law is also a musician as well. Um, they can like both sing and play piano so beautifully and it's just, I, I have very, very, very gifted family members and really cool to be able to connect with each other, uh, especially through music. Um, but he's making his own studio from home, recording his own stuff, um, or recording, recording material with, um, his, his son, my brother-in-law, God, this is like really hard to like say, <laughs> um, to, to put together. There's just like in-law and I just want to say brother or sister or dad or, um, my family's musical, building a studio, recording their own music. I think that is like the way to go. And for people that are like, well, I don't have the money to build a studio. You don't, dude, you don't have to. You don't have to. There are so many ways around it and it doesn't have to be, you know, the most beautiful thing, right? Like I feel like a lot of the stuff that we see on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook is all just so glamorized. It's like, ooh, look at this fancy studio I'm in or ooh, Look at this shiny thing. It's like, guys, like, you got to think about it this way. Like, if you're a musician, you're most likely broke. <laughs> like, let's face it. Unless you're gigging day in and day out and you're making bank and, like, 
you're just constantly at it, generating income, good for you, because that, that's the dream right there. But most of the time, when it comes down to being in a band, you got jam rent, you've got um, gas for even traveling to your, to your jam space, wherever the hell that is. There's, um, oh my gosh, there's buying gear, right? There's fixing what's broken. There's buying new equipment for just recording or sound systems or whatever the case may be. I suppose that that could go along with gear. I was thinking more so like instruments and stuff, but I think you guys catch it. It's expensive. It's a freaking expensive hobby, passion, or both, or one or the other. It's expensive. But if you want to build something of your own, do it at home. Get a little microphone. If you have a computer, great. That's awesome. If you have blankets, hang them up. If you have like a bunch of pillows or just furniture that you can stuff in your room just to like, you know, keep the echo out, that's great. You just got to do what you got to do. And, you know, the more that I thought about this, when I think about my story and how I wanted to be famous oh so badly and, you know, have the name in the lights, all that jazz... I just kind of thought, like, I think now, whatever, whatever happens, happens. That's just my philosophy now. I have learned so much over the years, and I am still learning. I have still so much to learn, and I'm eager, but I do find myself in the place where it's like, you know what? If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but I'm going to continue to just exercise my brain, learn a little more about theory, work on some ear training, because I've spent so much time listening to music um, with my earbuds in on full blast, and I probably should make sure that I can actually hear things properly. Um, I'd love to learn a new instrument. I would love to learn bass. I'm kind of leaning towards learning bass for some reason. I don't know if that has to do with the Susie Quattro I've been listening to for the past month, but it probably is. Um, also, it's really cool to see chicks playing bass. I mean, I like the chicks that are playing guitar and playing drums and stuff is so cool too. Don't get me wrong, but I think like the bass is such an underrated um, instrument. Like that, I see that women like women play. Um, it's so cool. Like I've I've talked to a lot of people now um, on Instagram that are musicians that girls that play bass, girls that play drums, and it's just man, it's so cool. It's so cool to see see that expansion. It's really neat. Um, so I would like to make those my main focuses, and um, obviously the band. But as of right now, with um, what's going on, we can't really perform. So um, that's kind of crappy. But you know what? What happens happens. And everything happens for a reason. It's a very uh, common phrase, but it's very true. So that's just kind of what I'm going with here. Um, I would love to see us take off. I would love to see that our music becomes popular and recognized and admired. Um, But we're just going to wait and see what happens and go from there. And... For me, I've just come down to if it if it doesn't get if it doesn't get big, right? If we don't make it we don't make it to the top or whatever, I'm fine with that. You know, I don't have to we don't have to. <laughs> 
to, to find success. You don't have to make it completely, you know, just to go to the Grammys once a year, right? It's, it's really not a big deal to me. If we, if we get like a good fan base, I love our music, hey, shoot, if we can just play and support ourselves and be happy doing it, that's great. I'm at a point now where it's like, if it's not making you happy, you just got to stop doing it altogether. We've got so much going on in the world, and uh, it's just something that's been coming back to me every time I've been down and out, and I've just, just always gotten this, you know, Ash, if it's making you so unhappy, just don't do it. Um, I know easier said than done. There's some people that work jobs that they're not happy with that do pay the bills. And again, that's another, another subject, but it's so important to focus on the things that make you happy despite, um, you know, the income and whatnot. Like there, there are always ways to make it happen. My biggest regret in life would be to look back and see that I did not, push myself as hard as I should have and that's that's just it I don't want to look back and regret so here we are we have a podcast and we're writing up some programs and stuff writing ebooks for musicians and working at a record store which is fresh but um it's awesome I'm surrounded by music and I honestly couldn't be any happier there is no other job that I could foresee myself doing um, that would make me happier than what I, where I, as ha- Jesus, as happy as I am now. Holy crap. This was just bad. It's because I didn't finish my juice this morning. But that's how, that's how I see it. That's, uh, don't have to have your name in the lights to have success. You don't. It, but if that's what you want, by all means, shoot for the stars, man. Give it all you got because you've got nothing to lose. But from my side, from my end, my story, I'm just kind of like, you know what? If it happens, cool. If it doesn't, hey, that's fine too. Like things, things happen for a reason, man. That's something I've just learned over the course of the year now. Uh, I've been really tested and... It's a very true statement. So, anyways, guys, I'm just wrapping it up now. I've got to go out and do some stuff today, but I hope you have a wonderful day. And think about the stuff that you love, things that make you just go, oh my god, I could do this forever. Just think about that and how you can incorporate that in your everyday life if you're not doing that already. Think about how you can monetize some of that if that's that's what you want to do, right? Just think about that. It's so important. We've, we've got to be happy, man. Our life is too short to be miserable and down and out about what we're doing for work or, you know, who we're working for, right? we got to just stick it to the man, do our own thing, and be happy doing it. That's my advice to you. And I know you probably didn't ask for it, but there you go. <laughs> Anyways. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and stay tuned next week for yet another Let's Talk Rock podcast episode. Cheers, guys. Also, I just wanted to mention, I am on Instagram. 
under Ash Kemeny. That's A-S-H-K-E-M-E-N-Y. You can follow me, check up on the updates for the podcast and other music-related things. Subscribe to the podcast and rate it, review it, share it, all that fun stuff. I love talking music. And hey, if you have any suggestions, beat me up, Scotty. I am more than open to hearing what you guys have to say and what you guys would like me to talk about. It just adds onto my list and the more the merrier.